Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. And we're back. Jay, we're back. We are. Technical difficulties. All right. How many of us? Oh, just the two of us. Just the two of us, yes. Wow. Down a man. Yet again. Yet again. Same man. Same man. There's a common theme going on here. Mm, there is a commonality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't you. My shoulders are okay, though. They're holding up okay. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, actually, he, he doesn't have much weight to carry, right? No. No. Just a little bit. Yeah. If you haven't figured out, um, Kevin Longpre is not with us today. He has gone fishing. Yeah. Gone fishing. Gone fishing. Yeah. yeah. Do they fish when they go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, fishing. Fishing. Jay, I heard you had a great weekend. I did. Thank you. I yeah. did. Yeah. We, uh, we had uh, our two boys spend the weekend with my parents. Actually, they went on Thursday night. I'm going to pick them up tonight. Um, so yeah, from three to one, which is a, uh, a big change, big change in the energy of the house. Uh, but it was great. My daughter enjoyed it as well. She's the youngest. So we got a, you know, a chance to spoil her a little bit and took her for some sushi and, and, uh, spent some good time with her. And, but she also had two big days of training for figure skating. So my wife and I had a chance to, uh, to spend a lot of time together too. It was great. The weather turned out to be amazing. We, uh, spent a lot of time outside, got some good, uh, runs and, Bicycle rides in, and it was good. It was fun. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Had some some you time, right? Some last time, which was amazing. It was great. That's awesome. Yeah, and you too. Birthday we had, weekend. Yeah, we had a great weekend. Um, it was awesome. Aiden, my middle son, turned six on uh, Saturday, and uh, had some of the family over. Some people were away, of uh, you know, summertime and whatnot. But we had a. Uh, it was actually great energy. Um, you know, Kelly outdid herself with the cake. It was, uh, he wanted an animal themed birthday party. So she, she outdid herself and, uh, came up with this, uh, amazing sea turtle. Yeah. And, uh, like, uh, you know, as I say, she is, uh, her allowing her, um, artistic energy to flow through and, uh, not without the moments of anxiety, I always joke. I'm managing uh, emotions, both on myself, being like, "Oh my gosh, what did we, uh, what did we get ourselves into?" And I'm just there as mostly support, moral support, moral support, and pour, clean, pour, clean the up, next, pour the next glass, glass of wine, glass of wine, and clean up crew, right? I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's phenomenal. Some of the the cakes that she's done over the years, and uh, like I say, they get they keep getting better and better and crazier yeah, and crazier. Amazing. Oh, I've seen a few of them. You showed us some pictures, yeah. and it's unreal. Yeah. It makes me think the opposite of. There's a show that we would watch on Netflix once in a while. It was a baking show. It was a yeah. competition. The three bakers that have to make a cake in a limited amount of time. Yeah. You ever seen that? No, I've never oh seen my it. God, the host is hilarious. And whenever they would have to reveal, they'd say something like "made it" or something like that, and oh. they're just horrendous sometimes. Oh, in a time frame. Right? In a time yeah, frame. Yeah. It is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And they're trying to win the grand prize. So it, Kelly makes the opposite of those cakes. Yeah. Those things must take her hours. They take hours, yeah. Sometimes when we factor in the cost associated with them. We're like, hmm, maybe we could have bought, paid someone to do this. But uh, no, it's fun. Like, we get to spend time together. And, yeah, uh, yeah. 
plus yeah. the kids know that she made it oh, and there's yeah. a lot of uh, that's pretty special it is pretty special and um, no so that was it we had a great weekend we had a party and then we had some late lake time uh, on Sunday and um, yeah got some tubing in and that priceless to see the kids faces you know bumping over the waves and and uh, you know little jumps and bumps and it was funny they uh, they had a few you know a few bucking bronco experiences and uh, were able to catch themselves but they just laughed their way through oh, it yeah. and yeah, it was awesome. So I'm well recharged as well. And we're Seriously. ready for today. Ready to get back in the office and carry the load uh, that Kevin uh, leaves behind. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He likes to leave. <laughs> he likes to leave. I'll just leave it at that. He likes leave. to leave. He likes to leave. I guess he doesn't like us very much. Yeah. I wonder if we'll get any of that fish when he comes back. Yeah. Maybe he needs time away from us. But maybe he's yeah. kind of contemplating kind of feeds into us maybe he's just yes. subliminally he's just telling yeah. us what he needs telling us what he needs it's not you it's me i need some <laughs> lake time um so what do we got for uh, ourselves what do we have for our listeners today and and for us because we love this subject so what do we got jay well we're gonna kind of extrapolate on this communication series that we've been kind of focusing on in the last few weeks um this one maybe you know, getting a little bit into the NLP world and, and just, you know, listing and you know, improving your listing skills to the client that's that's right there in front of you. And then we'll discuss, you know, various ways that you can listen and, and interpret the signs you're getting or the words they're using to to share your knowledge, to share your expertise and to edu- educate your client um, in, the, in the most suitable way for them so that they get the best outcomes that they're looking for for their treatment. So... But before we get into that basics, you know, we always want to say it always comes back to the basics though. All this stuff works the best when you come to work prepared. Yes. You come to work as the best version of yourself and, you know, following the routine that maybe you've established that feels gets you in the best headspace before you get to work. Because like you said, as much as our weekends were amazing ourselves, there's other times when life is not always amazing with, you know, three kids at home coming to work, but you have to develop these tools so that you can leave that stuff behind and show up as your best version of yourself yeah. for your client to get that best experience. Um, and then I think this kind of really ties in nicely to that communication series because, you know, if for any long-term listeners, they know that we stress communication a lot because mm-hmm. we consistently consistently believe that the best communicators have the best practices mm-hmm. um, because it's such a vital role that you have to play with your the outcome of your client. They, they get a chance to be with us for a long time much more than most other healthcare practitioners are able to provide. So the more that you can uh, improve your communication skills, yeah. um, will do amazing things for your business. It'll give, make it a much more worthwhile practice for you and your clients will, will, will hopefully find the connection that they need to, to move along and, and get better. Yeah. No, I couldn't have said it better, Jay. Um, so prepared, Knowing the questions, which is uh, two weeks two weeks ago. Yes. Um, Trying to answer them before they. Yeah. yeah. Answering them before, understanding um, the nonverbal communication that takes place, and really you as a therapist uh, diving into that, like listening, feeling, using your clinical skills, using all all that you have available to you to put the pieces of the puzzle together in order to, like you say, help that patient. Uh, along their journey. So today we're going to jump into NLP. NLP is uh, Neuro Linguistic Programming for those of you that don't or haven't heard about it. I was first exposed to this um, early on in my career by one of my mentors um, 
Dr. John Whitney. Whitney, he was an amazing man, very knowledgeable on uh, you know different aspects of life, and uh, NLP opened my eyes to to um, just the, the the subtleties of communication and how they take place. Remember, we said this last podcast, but ninety three percent of communication is nonverbal, and it takes place um, on multiple levels, multiple energy. So, one of the key concepts of NLP is understanding frameworks. So frameworks are, um, you know, you can frame something and to, to fit, uh, you know, to make things look better, right. Or to, or use that frame to see through, which would also fall into more of this lens analogy, right? So the lens that you see the world through. So if you're trying to understand that frame or that lens that that person understands and sees the world, once you understand that, you can then create instant rapport and connection. A good book to dip your toe into this is, uh, and we'll put it in the show notes, we've referenced it a few times, but it's called How to Make People Like You in 90 Seconds or Less. One of my buddies always used to joke whenever I'd say that title, he'd say, he's, you know, so he's like, I can, pay, I can make people more like me, you know, be like me. More like I, me. More like me because I'm pretty cool, you know, and, and he goes, the world would be a better place. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> more like, people like me. If more people were like me, we're like, no, <laughs> to make them like you, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, and the, so the, 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 the framework that this book uses is learning styles. So each of us, tend to gravitate to one of these three learning styles. Now that we're all a mix of them, but it'll maybe be, you know, percentage in this foot or, or in, on this spot, percentage over here and percentage over here. So the three learning styles, I'll, I'll name them and I'm going to throw it back to you, Jay. Sure. So we have kinesthetic, we have auditory, and we have visual, right? So yep. um, those are the three categories. Now, as we're explaining these things, listen and and think and feel um where you may fall in this because if you can understand yourself then you can really start to see these patterns in others and then you'll really really start to you can have fun with this because it's a, it's going to be eye-opening for you uh to go out into community and just with your friends and relationships and just really kind of sit back and watch this stuff unfold and you're gonna you're gonna your communication skills will improve just by listening to your surroundings and and uh, trying to apply some of these techniques we're going to talk about. So, all right, Jay, kinesthetic, auditory, visual. What Beautiful. does that mean to you? Well, we'll start at the top. So, kinesthetic is uh, it's funny. So, if I have a, a kinesthetic learner that's in front of me in my office, they're often the ones that want to kind of show me on my body where I hurt. You know, like oh yeah, it's right in here. Can can I push on you? I'm like yeah, yeah. So blades. right, my shoulder blade exactly. I feel it here. Underneath so they like they like to they like to touch. Touch. They learn by touch and by feel, and and they even use words like like touch yeah. and feel. It's not just that they want to do it. So that's the first one I always uh, you'll you'll see a lot of. Uh, it feels like this when I do this, or every time like it's like they they use words that even describe the kinesthetic experience in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so those are the ones that they want to feel it. So why then, obviously, as the years have gone by, I like to think I've improved along my explanations gearing towards that, right? Yeah. So pushing on them, showing them where it's at, like having them feel like, let's say it's one side versus the other, like it's their left TFL, not their right. So you can feel that, oh, they'll jump in the other side. Oh, I don't feel that quite the same at all. But you can see the the light bulb go off when you explain it that way, that they're like, oh, wow, like... Man, I had no idea it was that sensitive. Or someone will even say, "Can you push on the other side yeah. to see?" And when it's not the same way, they're like, "Okay, well, 
you know, when people know that you can understand what's going on in their body and then you gain that trust and that, and that rapport, then, then their belief is already there. And yeah. they, you've found it, you've identified something that's wrong, then they feel like equally then, well, then they can treat it. If they yeah. can find it that easily, then it's only, you know, makes sense and fitting that because of that, you can go along the right path towards making them feel better. So kinesthetic, <laughs> very obvious, I find when they come in, they're, they're uh, touchy, touchy feeling yeah, yeah. in a sense, right? And again, like you say, you can use analogies, examples, and or, um, you know, stories that involve them in the process, right? So like, they want to do it, they want, they, they need to, you know, move through things, they need to, they, they need to be present and and immersed in this in the experience right so like even if you're not it's better not to show stretches it's better for them to do the stretches right exactly it's better for them to do the stretches so this is that they the, the sooner you can get them involved and tactile and touching and feeling their body in range of you know through range of motion or lack thereof then they can connect to themselves and then they can understand right so even if you're going to show them um like if you have a model in front allow them to feel it and hold it Yes. Right? So that they can actually play with it and then they're gonna they're gonna access that information and understanding that much better. So yeah, that's our first that's our first type of learner, the kinesthetic learner. Um, what do we got next? Hey guys, it's Sean, Kevin, and Jason here from osteomentorship.com. Today we'd like to tell you about the Masters in Business for Osteopaths. It's an eight-week live interactive online program empowering you with a solid business framework to build your practice fuller and faster with confidence. This live interactive program is a pivotal business training program developed by osteopaths for osteopaths that will challenge you to execute at your highest level. Your MBO bridges the gap between your formal education and real life practice success. Please visit us at osteomentorship.com forward slash MBA. Uh, we go what auditory. So yeah, auditory. next one being auditory. So as it sounds, these are the people that you like to learn or are able to learn just from hearing it. So right. whether you're speaking to them and explaining to them what you found and you can really see that they're grasping it they might ask questions and, and give you leading dialogue. questions to get more of it yeah. back like a lot of dialogue exactly that's your auditory learner lots of that back to forth dialogue those those clients where that history taking just seems to take forever and there are no rushes they, they want to hear more about it yes. you're teaching along the way they're no, no no rush to kind of move forward that's that's auditory. So they'll speak out loud to themselves, right? They'll talk to themselves yes. through the through the experience, through the the MNAs or through the the health history, right? Exactly. And then they are the ones that you can. So if you look at exercise prescription, prescription like you said, you can simply t t say it to them. You, you can, can send them describe things. Describe things. You can tell them. Uh, you know, send them a podcast. They can listen to a certain podcast you think it might be of interest to them or what they're going through. Like anything that they could just have, they can put in their car and listen, but yet absorb. Yes. That's the, that's the auditory way. Yeah. And listen for words. They'll give it to you, right? So words like sounds like, or, um, you know, I hear you, or you can say that I hear what you're saying, right? You can use those terms yourself to actually right, create that empathy and, and make sure that understanding takes place, right? That question, oh, I hear you, right? If you know they're an auditory, that is going to, grab them right mm -hmm. oh this person is listening to me right there they hear what i'm saying yes um you know obviously with good eye contact and good you know an, an open heart and like all these other things we talked about but yeah the the auditory learner um you know likes and it's funny because again we explain this we're all a bit of both or a bit, a bit of all these things yes and i find over the last few years auditory has even been more in my life you know with 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 a lot of these books like 
audible and because um, I used to love just reading all the time, but mm-hmm. I've I've implemented podcasts into my life over the last ten years, and so it, so I think you can evolve. And again, these these learning types are not necessarily not set in stone, but you might have some a primary one, but then you can be open to other ones as well. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And a good mix of all of them obviously is the best. That's how communication really takes place. But yes. But if you can play towards their strength, then yeah. you'll maybe get the best understanding. It's particularly if someone's not really familiar with their body or how it works, the more yeah. you can, you know, you can tailor pay, the pave the way, the, yeah. the better for them, right? All right. What's our last one? Visual. So a visual, just as it sounds, right? They like to see it. Um, do you have anything I can see? Anything I don't quite understand. So A, you can show them the model or you can show them your textbook or the chart that's on our wall and you can ex- you can see how... You know, for instance, let's say someone has like a lumbar disc bulge. You can, I can take out my McGee, I can take out my, my book and show them the bulge and show yeah. how it hits their nerve Better, root and yeah. show them the diagram of where that goes down in the leg. And they, oh, okay, they understand versus like the kinesthetic. I'll tell them like what it feels like. So it, what's it, what it feels like there's like a deep pulling in my yeah. leg and oh yeah, yeah, that's, it feels like that. So yeah, so visual is just that. Any, any, anything you can use that can you help can them draw, see it. Right? You can you draw it for them. Stick yeah, exactly. figures like, like Kev, you know. Like, exactly. Yeah, you can send them like videos, you know, you can send them a video. Sometimes quite often I'll do that with my clients now when I'm giving them exercises. We'll take a recording of either myself doing them or them doing them so they can see it, they can visualize it, they can then repeat it better at home, Yeah, do them properly, you know, that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's that's visual. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of the, the nuts and bolts of the three type uh, or the learner that you can categorize and, and start to um, really just start to just observe who who's in front of you and what type of language they are using uh, to see the world, right? They are using to absorb information. And if you can establish that really quickly, you can, you can bridge the gap, create instant connection, create rapport, um, and then in, improve the relationship, right? And communication is better. Uh, the next part of LNLP, which is fun, is because there's layers of this stuff, right? So we talked a bit about it in our eight mindful minutes today, but mirroring, right? So mirroring uh, can happen on multiple levels. So we talk about body language, right? So someone, if you walk into a room and we've all been there before, you go to a party and you can tell body language, like we say, 93% of communication is nonverbal. So someone's body language is giving you so much information if you're perceptive to it and you're open. So someone that's standing there, you know, like not really looking at anyone, not making eye contact, holding their, crossing their arms, they're not too happy to be at that party, right? <laughs> so, but you can use, there's a power, right? You can use it. So connection happens because people like people who are like themselves. So if, if you subtly, right, not not creepily, right, you mirror that person, right? You actually start to like, like Jay's doing right now, if you guys are watching us on YouTube one day, hopefully, um, if, he, if you're, you see, he, I had my arms folded, right? So then Jay subtly, without me really being aware to it, just out of, you know, and and oftentimes we do that. We do this already without even knowing, right? You're doing this and you don't even know what's happening to you. So if Jay was to mirror my position, right, and just sit quietly and listen to me for a while, eventually I we're now in tune because we have we are we are representing the same body language, right? Because every most of this stuff is energy and wavelengths. And then slowly but surely, Jay could once we're connected, Jay could probably open his arms, and then and then I now that I feel more comfortable. I'll open my arms, right? And it's this game you play. Most of you are playing it every day. You don't even realize you're playing. So the power is in the knowledge and then how you do it. Now, remember, at first you're going to try and do this stuff and you might, you know, you might be a bit mechanical in the way you do it. But as we said, coming back to the 
foundational foundational principles of communication is like be present be open allow these things to almost happen naturally right if you show up and you're present and you're there for the person in front of you well this communication gap is gonna is gonna you know it's gonna it's gonna you guys will be in tune much more quickly than you even you know than you than you you know all the all these techniques can help you with so mirroring so mirroring body language the other one is tone and energy what's that one about jay yeah that's kind of in a similar wavelength when sometimes you'll bring someone into your office and they're just you know really hyper let's say they're really hyped up they're they're talking a lot they're you know they're they're bringing their phone to their side you can tell they're late they're late yeah they're kind of you know very sympathetic if you will so the idea is sometimes if you can is you're trying to you kind of match them at that level and and be up but then trying to almost like de-escalate the situation and bring them back down and just just to lower that off a bit and be more of a neutral point and or conversely having the opposite where you can tell someone's down maybe they're having a rough day or whatever and they're they're not very responsive they're withdrawn and the idea is to kind of maybe you know lower your your energy level a little bit to match but then to for the intention to bring them back up so that you can get them more in that therapeutic state right you want you know they're going to make their best their best um they're going to have their best results when they're when we can treat and we have them in that therapeutic state. So yeah. they can't be, you know, super sympathetic, super stressed out. They've got to get in a better state so that healing can occur. And that's our job is to help them try to get there. Yeah, because if you're entering the conversation on the on the opposite end as of them, right? Even just their cadence, like um, taking this step further. But so the mirroring of mm. actually how they're speaking, right? If they're speaking super high now you don't have to go right up as high as they are but you need to be in and around a similar kind of frequency and a resonance right because if you're way too low and too slow for them that's not going to work either that's right right. so you you really have to be conscious of these things and again most of it happens by just you being there ready to serve ready to help them um, ready to do your best for the patient Uh, but these are awesome things to to start to become aware of and then to practice out in community practice with your patients um it's like kev says when someone swears and drops the f-bomb he's like right on we're going there yeah, you can yeah. match them and not have to worry about what you say yeah but it brings them true right true so we we call this you know the our, our kind of our version of this is the chameleon the chameleon effect right because what we notice quickly with uh, when bringing on new students, you know, and professional, sorry, students and osteopaths, um, you know, as they graduate and come to work with us, they, it, it's amazing to see, like, as Jay, as all of us say, like, the best communicators, uh, you know, quickly establish the best practices. And it, it, it's, it's a skill. This is something that you can learn and something that you can practice. And we always look for people that, you know, not necessarily technique based, you know, because a lot of our patients don't know the techniques we're doing. We think they do and we think and they are important. We're not saying they're not important. But it's the connection that you can that you can make. Um, and that happens through communication. So we call it the chameleon effect, meaning that you should be able to get along with, you know, a ninety two year old grandmother and or, you know, someone who's exactly like you, you know, like Jay, like this amazing figure skater and stuff. Just uh, killing it. Just killing it, right? <laughs> So, and Kev, you know, he should be able to get along with a few assholes out there, right? So, <laughs> sorry, Kev. But, you know. Yeah, yeah like you said, yeah. there's a 92-year-old grandmother to the four-year-old great-grandchild, right? You got to be able to balance out everything in between. And the more you can do that and the more natural you can do that and the quicker you can make that connection so they, then all the better. All the better, exactly. Um, so that's, that's, that's the it in a nutshell. So some really good books for that are... Um, 
Oh, there's a ton well, of there's NLP. There's also Carnegie, right? The Carnegie, how to make people, oh no, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. So that's definitely, the, the, the gist of the Carnegie book is is taking an active interest in the person in, in front of you. So it's- Be a great listener. Be a great listener. So it's like, it's actually listening more and you know asking pertinent questions, but less talking and more listening. And when you do that, it's amazing because people will kind of just- They'll tell you their life story. They'll open up to you if you can ask the right questions and you can create the right, again, the right environment for them to share. Yeah, make it about the other person, right? Yeah. Listen really well. And when you do speak, ask. Ask questions. Ask questions. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's stood the test of time for a, yeah. several decades now. So Stood the test of time. That book is, is worth reviewing almost once a year because the principles, you know, the examples are hilarious because they're like way back from yes. the 30s and stuff. But the principles are it's just it's human it's emotional intelligence right it's this it's the eq they call it so it's the the soft the, skills the soft skills that which are you know as equally uh important as the hard skills so there's that one that one's an amazing one how to win friends and influence people there's like, like i talked about nicholas boothman i believe his name is how to make people like you in 90 seconds or less yep. and then there's a you know you can just type in nlp um even if you want to get your feet wet there's tons of books on nlp audiobooks you name it whatever learning style you are go for it you know? exactly you know you can do courses you can do uh you can jump in yeah our course our mbo program we cover a bunch of this stuff so um hopefully you guys like today's podcast we'd love to hear from you um if you have any you know any experience with nlp reach out to us man maybe we'll have you on the pod on the podcast so uh, I know one of our listeners, Annie the Osteo, she has done uh, mindset NLP. She's mm -hmm. done her NLP, um, uh, her NLP training, and uh, so it would be good to have her back on the podcast at some point to talk more, dive more into this uh, these communication styles. Um, yeah, Jay, any any final words? Nope. Good wrap up, buddy. No, nope. thank you so much for listening. As always, osteomentorship.com. That's the website. Uh, we have the podcast, Osteo Connection. Uh, we're going to have some, as promised, We it's going to be less of us going forward and we're going to have some more rock stars uh, interviews coming up. So uh, once we wrap up this communication series, we're going to get some, uh, some good guests on the podcast so that... Uh, you guys can get to know some of our listeners, some of the rock stars who are uh, who are moving the profession forward, and um, you know we can learn a lot from their journey and their story. So we're looking forward to getting into that, and um, so we'll see you next week. Have a great week, everyone. Bye bye. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something, or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend. <laughs>